My president is black, my Lambo is blue, and I'll be goddamn if my rims ain't too. My mama ain't at home and my daddy's still in jail. Trying to make a plate, ain't nobody seen the scale. Let's go. Oh. My president is black, my Lambo is blue. Yes, girl. Oh, you know that song? Oh, oh, Remember her? Oh, oh. Uh, 2018. I do know the song. I do know the song, but I don't know It's a rap it. song. It's I, Young Jeezy. Young Jeezy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know... You know, girl, I actually saw Young Jeezy. I went to see him in Coachella. Um, really? And I bet I don't think he did that song. But I know I knew a lot of his songs, but I didn't realize they were his songs. So I do. Yeah, know same He's one of those I actually, types. Yeah. No, I actually yeah I met him in Detroit one time at a hotel in like in a in a restaurant in a hotel in Detroit. Uh, I was about to be like late was, night. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he. You know who he's? He's actually with. Um, from um the real the um the Asian girl what's her name Jenny? oh Jenna May or something um yeah who was just she just um had to get some surgery she was on Dancing with the Star and then she needed to get some surgery oh she was on Dancing oh Je- Jeannie Mai Jeannie Mai Jeannie Mai yeah 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 mm-hmm. he um mm-hmm. they're together now but yeah he um oh. yeah I met him before they were together and uh we just ha- I just happened to be like eating in this hotel I was with a group of kids though as part of this kids program and he came and talked to all our kids and took pictures with our kids oh, wow. and everything he sure he was very nice very you know nice. um he and I think he did fuck Donald Trump at that Coachella so I think he's you know isn't he the or he's someone who like I think he's a bit poli- like kind of like about something like you know some of those yes. rappers be about nothing it feels like yes. YG's kind of about something to me or not YG young wait yeah why young Jeezy wait yg well yeah and why yeah yeah i think um yeah and i think it's funny because i think no i think fuck donald trump is a different person oh wait you're right girl so many of them have they their names are so similar girl i know young don't don't get started the little don't do the littles don't do the little but no but let me tell you something yeah fuck donald trump is yg but you're talking about my young jeezy you're talking about young jeezy yeah Yes. So here's the gag, though, girl. So you know how like some of the rappers, girl, obviously have disappointed us, though, like Ice Cube and Lil Wayne and them, girl. <laughs> yes. Lil Wayne who Lil... just got a, got arrested. <laughs> yes, federal charges, like firearm charges, because he's already a felon, right? He's not supposed to have oh, any guns. And... Dumb nigga, girl. I think that motherfucker was going for Donald Trump to try to get his ass like clemency or pardon, girl. <laughs> I think now what? I think it was self. It's I think it was more self serving. Then we like, I don't think it was necessarily like, I mean, he is problematic because he was talking about how a white police officers saved his life and all that. Well, yeah. And he, before. yeah, he's like not for BLM. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't get it. Yeah. He doesn't. And he is slow too. So, I mean, that yeah. makes sense. But I think like, I think it was self-serving because I think he knew that, you know, when the feds are about to charge you, like the feds don't, the feds mm. sometimes even will be outside your house. Just winking at like, you, waving at just you. Just winking at you, letting you know that <laughs> we, they're on your trail. We coming. Just like, like you ever seen the show Billions and the feds, they let, like they let you know. The feds mm. will let you know that you're, and they're gathering stuff on you because they're not going to pounce until they have an airtight case. So, so I think Lil Wayne knew the feds were on his case and he was trying to get a pardon from Donald Trump. And it Trump. was our he fault. Might. If we had just pulled through that black vote and more of us had voted for DJT, like we could have saved Lil Wayne. Right? <laughs> well, well, you know, but he still has about 60 days to get that pardon, girl. He's got about 60 oh. days to get it from DJT. <laughs> so it's still time. It's still time to, for his loyalty, you know. Thoughts and prayers to Lil Wayne. Thoughts and uh, prayers, girl. Uh, well, in uh, his five bit, in his what four or five baby moms. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't, I can't we're not. We're not gonna go in on about how <laughs> yeah, some of these yeah. fish be with these ugly ass niggas. But um, ugly, ugly down, bitch. Ooh, ugly down. 
brick house um but we will get to why you did that song in a little bit but first welcome 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 back to another episode of two safe queens one of the few places in the pause fair where you can have a conversation about politics dick and what it's like to watch a failed coop in real time. I'm your host, Miss Malachi, <laughs> and I'm joined by an Obama historian and a whole record if Michelle Obama wasn't around, oh, Miss Devereaux. Oh, <laughs> oh, you called me out, girl. Yeah, if she wasn't around, I'm, I'm not I'm not doing that with Michelle's man, girl. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, Cause I Because you, know, you know Michelle would fight, too. Like, I feel like Michelle would get gutter. She would go in on that. You know, and people always say that. I don't. Do you think? I think I think people just say that because she's tall and dark skinned. I think I think and got she, muscles and arms and just I don't think she's got straight, like I don't, just ready to box. She's like very middle class origin. She's not a hood girl. Mm. Like I think even though she's from the south side of Chicago, she's like she's like the 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 study like the the goody two shoes from the south side of Chicago. Okay. Type of okay. I don't get that from her, and I'm going to tell y'all girls a story about her in a little bit. But yeah. Mm. Okay. But, I don't, but no, I don't get, I don't get that from her. I know everyone always says that, but they just always say that cuz she's tall, she's got some muscles, she's dark skin. Mm. I think she stereotypes. Is, st- yeah, and I think she's more like she's like not as like I think I think our moms would be more likely to get with somebody than her. For real. Mm. I think like people in our family would be more likely to like get with somebody than than her and get into a, a fist fight. She said in her podcast, I listened to her podcast. She said she's never been in a fist fight. Actually. Oh, okay. You know, and okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, you and me, Detroit and Philly girls, we've even been in a couple scraps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of some sort. I mean, I'm not so, going to, I've been a lot, but I'm also just like, I, I, we don't need, you know, I'm not going to impede myself on this show, but you know, she's done some stuff. She's lived a life. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Michelle Obama's never been in a fist fight. So I think that tells mm. you she's always a goody girl, the study girl, the, 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 she's a, a straight girl. A student type mm-hmm. of girl. She wasn't, she's not a gutter girl like that at all. I really don't think so. Cause I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Only, I feel like only a black woman like Michelle could have been let djt and that white bitch coming to my house after all that shit y'all said about my husband and my family and still have a smile on my face like i couldn't have done it i would have chipped that bitch at the inauguration and she was all gracious and she was she was all gracious and shit on that respectability like claire (sighs) huxtable but i think claire huxtable would get with a girl before michelle obama did Mm -hmm. yeah and it's so funny because uh, but yeah, going back to the cool girl because yeah, we are <laughs> we are <laughs> we'll, we'll in, in an attempted cool. Yeah, we let's. Are, uh, I mean, we started the we started with the potential war with all the Iran tea. We're in a pandemic. We've had race riots, but like it there it is it feels like a coup, but it feels like it's being done so half at. But I mean, that's just whiteness, right? Like y'all don't even yeah, try and put yeah. in your effort. Like y'all, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I mean, Hitler did more. Like y'all just are just. Y'all not even hiding it. Some of y'all still looking for a job on the side, like. But I, but really, I didn't want to spend too much time on it. But I just feel like we need to touch on it because it is, it, even if for all intents and purposes we know it's gonna fail, I think it just sets a precedence because Miss DDT, we know who that girl is. Like she's she's not she may never concede. Let's be real. But the fact that these Republicans, these new re, newly reelected Republicans in the Senate and Congress on local level, state level are like being about these party lines are saying that the election was stolen and are supporting these false claims that you, you, you'll mention some of these court cases that have been lost. I think that's problematic because those people, they're going to still be around. And I just feel like this is setting a dangerous precedence where like 
a more a more what's the word like a more not thoughtful but a more a different girl i'll just say could really take this and run um, yeah, a smarter, more strategic girl. More I strategic think. girl. Yeah. Um, who's not as, like, just coarse and shameless like, as Miss DJT. You know, rich white trash kind of, like, or, like DJT. Yeah. 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 That's, just, yeah. that's basically what she is, girl. Yeah. She's a. Yeah. She's like the poor man's version of a rich man, you know, um, anti-intellectual. All right, that. right, right. Um, because I think, like, I saw, like, this New York Times make, New York Times columnist make this point where, like, if people are having, like, how to think about these things is, like, what if you saw this happening in another country? What would you say? Like, any other country, if you saw this happening, what's happening right now? Um, and that's when I really was like, mm, this ain't it. This ain't it. Um but it is failing, right, girl? But what what are your general thoughts on it, honey? Yeah, well, it is failing, girl, because, like, of all the court cases she's filed in the six states, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, uh, I think even in Georgia, you know, she's one in 24 in all her court cases. Like, mm-hmm. 24 cases have been thrown out that she's filed, girl. Mm-hmm. And so only one has slightly stuck. And I think that's one possibly in Pennsylvania where... Uh, there was a hearing about, you know, allowing the his um, poll watchers to come in. Oh, and watch. I thought that one failed today. No, no, no. That one, that one is trying to, the one that failed today was trying to invalidate votes from Philadelphia because he didn't think the poll watchers had enough access. Yes, that failed. But oh. early on when they were still counting votes in Philadelphia before they, you know, before the, the news networks called it for Joe Biden last Saturday uh, or Saturday before last um, there was one where the, the they were making the poll watcher stand like ten feet back, and he got yes. it to six feet, and yes. that was and, his, that was like one victory. But then they reversed that apparently. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But, so that, so that, yeah. I think it. I yeah. <laughs> Sin and correction, but it seemed like I was reading it last. Like they they basically the court had reversed it and basically were like it is up to the election officials to do how they see fit. Because they were trying to get closer. I think it was even more than like, I think it was supposed to be like 13, 15, something. It was even more than that, like more than 10 feet that they're supposed to be back. Um, and, you know, and there was actually, so maybe so maybe the one victory might actually be the Supreme Court one where the Pennsylvania officials had to segregate the ballots that came in after Election Day. And that mm-hmm. might be considered one of his victories. Yeah, because but, the one about that with the poll watching, that that's the one that lost. Like, I think it was um 5-2. And the two that were against were basically, <laughs> it wasn't that they were like for Ms. DJT. They were basically just like, this shouldn't even be brought to us because there is no case here. <laughs> so that's why mm-hmm. they like are those two. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then also the Wisconsin recount girl, the Wisconsin is like, okay, if you want a recount girl, you got to give us $8 million, your campaign up front before we do the recount. That's why she's and asking so, for those donations. That's why she's saying, yeah, yeah, trying to get yeah. y'all, <laughs> asking y'all to come save her. Yeah. And that's, it's so, it's so funny because the whole thing with the donations though, because you know, Miss DJT is one, she's not one to pay her bills in her, <laughs> especially in her previous life as a quote unquote businessman, she would be one to try to, you know, like stiff contractors and whatnot um, and, and debtors. But the thing is, is I think this entire thing is just another hillbilly con job. Girl. Yeah. And I do. And the reason I say this, 
I think obviously she's you know she's a girl who's who can't take a L. She can't take a loss. Ooh, no. right? She's she's that type of girl. But I think well, it's also, it's another- one she can't spend. Like there's no way of spending. Like she could spend losing like her place on the Apprentice, or she could spend. You can't spend this, right? Yeah, what yeah, they're trying spend to. This. <laughs> and so the thing is, but the, another reason she can't concede is because if she conceded, then she can't go to her supporters and send them emails asking them money or asking them for money. Um, under the guise of, you know, a recount and we're challenging the results and mm. we need to fight these cases in the courts. If she concedes, she can't do any of that. She can't get any money out of that. So is this like low-key a fundraising campaign for Trump TV? It, I think, I think crowd the, bus, this whole thing <laughs> is, a, is a fundraising campaign because 60, if you look at the fine print under her fundraising emails for this whole legal fight to overturn the results of the election, 60% of the proceeds are going to go to retire campaign debt. Okay, and not only is it going to retire in campaign debt, girl, but that includes debt to Trump properties because, you know, you know, Trump organization, the Trump business mm-hmm. charges the campaign to mm-hmm. use its facilities for mm-hmm. to, you know, for the Secret Service mm-hmm. to use their golf carts and stay on the property. Such a mess. Such it's a, a grift. Mess. It's a grift, girl. It's it's a con job. And I think so. Like part of that campaign debt is to Trump properties, millions of dollars of it so that he can refill you know, his business accounts. And so I think that, um, and also why aren't there any more rallies? He said he was going to go out and go on rallies in, in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and all that. That's because the rallies cost hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to produce. And they don't want to spend the money. Do they cost that much? Cause they cost because the security costs for the localities uh, and then renting out the like, venue. No wonder you'd be upset that you don't fill those out. Cause I was like, they're just renting out a stadium. And, I, and a part of me was like, I wonder if they even need to pay to rent out that, those spaces. Yes, they though. do need to pay to rent out those stadiums. Those are private entities. They, if those private entities gave him those stadiums for free, girl, that would be considered a political donation and they would have to, they would have to, and, pay and you know, bi- and businesses are not really allowed to give political donations, only individuals, like in, like ah. actually business entities are not allowed to give donations. So like they have to charge, they have to charge a fair market rate for that. Hmm. And so to rent out those stadiums is expensive girl. The security for uh, the local, like the local police, like they have to pay those localities for that. And that gets expensive. Also like the graphics, the visuals, the, (laughs) you know, the campaign staff to organize it. It's expensive. They can add up to millions of dollars. So that's why there aren't any more rallies happening. Although he declared that there would be, but they haven't happened yet. Hmm. And I, I think it's really interesting too. I heard that you know normally he goes to Mar-a-Lago, his his home in uh in Palm Beach, Florida every year right. uh, for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. He usually goes for both holidays. Mm-hmm. But I heard that he's so angry that he actually may cancel going for Thanksgiving. <gasps> and then and then he may cuz he's like he's been golfing every day to blow off steam, but basically <laughs> he might cancel. He, he may still end up going, but they're saying he's so angry, he's pissed off, he doesn't want to celebrate Thanksgiving, he doesn't want to go, but that he may he's probably still going to go for Christmas, but then just not come back to the White House. Like period. <laughs> like he's going to go for Christmas and then those those days up until January 20th, he just he's just going to be in Florida and not even be in DC wow, up until Joe wow, Biden becomes, wow. you know, gets inaugurated. And so. thus ends the Trump presidency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be going that would be t- that would be going out like a true bitch though. That really would be like 
taking a major L and going out like a bitch. And I think the the crazy thing too is like these Republican senators who enable this, mm-hmm. uh, who don't acknowledge Joe Biden as president elect. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because Kamala Harris had to go back to the Senate today to vote on this I crazy this. Federal Reserve oh, okay. nominee. Uh-huh. And and a lot of the Republican senators like Ben Sass of Nebraska and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Lady G and James Lankford of Oklahoma and Tim Scott of South Carolina. They were giving her fist bumps and congratulating mm-hmm. her as vice president elect while they were in the Senate grow. So they say one thing in that in that legislative body and another to the public about, mm-hmm. oh, well, we don't know who's president yet. And the results are not official and they're not, you know, to the voters to their their hillbilly voters but then they go and 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 congratulate her on being vice president elect in person in the senate so they talk out both sides of their mouth those type of girls Mm. that's what i mean both sides girls both sides girls to 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 the the end um i mean miss lady g she's been like even reaching out to what i mean this was one of those stories going around about reaching out to secretary of state uh, what georgia secretary of state to put some pressure on them yes george raffensperger to throw out legal votes in georgia to to turn the results towards djg to throw out those votes and so the girl not that even if she lost even not not that that could even help her i mean like she still wouldn't win even she lost georgia well, yeah, she yeah, she still wouldn't even if they, you know, did some more shenanigans just like they did in 2018 in Georgia, like it still would not change the results of the whole thing because Joe Biden would still have 290 electoral votes and it only takes 270 to win even without Georgia. Here's the gag though. Here's the gag. Oh yeah. The the one who <laughs> ratted her out was the Republican Secretary of State himself. I Brad, thought it, Brad, I thought that Raffin's was a Republican. <laughs> and then his deputy was was there for the call too and witnessed it and also ratted Lady G out. Lindsey Graham also ratted that girl out. So that why is do, why do you think they did that? So maybe does does that give you a little hope for our democracy? Or what do you think that was about? Or maybe they just don't well, like. Well, I think that like, Republican Secretary like of State. She, I think what happens is is she's more. She's like an engineer by trade. I think she's like a Republican. I think she's not a true Trump ideologue. What happens? And so she's not one who wants to like try to you know do a whole lot of shenanigans. She does. She doesn't want her credibility and her name on the mm-hmm. line in the long term. Mm-hmm. She sees a post-Trumpian future for herself and or the country or the Republican party. So mm-hmm. she may not be hedging her bets on, but also because the Republicans have turned on her, like the two Republican senators who are up for runoffs next month right. or in January. Purdue they've and Loeffler. Loeffler and what's the other one? Uh, Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. I think the, they have called on that girl to resign just because <laughs> DJT won. And, I mean, DJT lost Georgia and also because they did not make it through their runoffs without having to do another one um, without having to, their elections without having to do a runoff. And I think like all the Republican girls are so mad at her that she's actually like, okay, well fuck y'all then I'm gonna turn against you. Yeah. And I think that's part of what's happening too. She's trying to save herself. Cause she's, she came on CNN talking about her and her wife are getting death threats from Trump girls and stuff. Oh, she's a lesbian. No, her no, she's not. Fit. Oh, that is, a, oh, right, right. Sorry, I'm, I yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> girls, even yeah. I sometimes get confused about our her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait um, a minute. His name is like something. Yeah, he yeah. was saying he and his wife Got are it. getting Got death it. threats. So, like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, welcome, it's a, it's a, welcome. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll at some point <laughs> once the coup is over, the failed coup is over. <laughs> We're going to talk about the future of Miss DJT and the transition. But this episode, if you didn't already know from the beginning, um, is actually all about Mr. Barack Obama. 
Um, are the Obamas in general, I should say. Obama! Um, Obama! <laughs> so, um, I want to make sure we have enough time, because we actually, uh, you know, I want to give us time both for what we're going to talk about today and on future shows. So, um, we're going to just jump right into this. So, this is an idea that we've had since we started the show, was to do an Obama episode. Um, and once we started planning out, because this felt like a good time, you know, post... <laughs> You know, with, without all this ridiculous, well, post, yeah, a Biden, you know, post-election, we're not having Ms. DJT for another four years. We're actually having Joe Biden, um, Obama's vice president coming in. Um, we felt like it'd be a good time to start unpacking Mr. Barack Obama, um, unpacking his successes, his failures, what he meant to us. Um, and I think, you know, in some ways, his presidency is still affecting us today. Um, and I'll kind of get into the how... I think we wouldn't technically be in this moment without Obama. But we're also kind of timing this around his new book coming out, A Promised Land. Um, child, we didn't have, I mean, maybe we'll get to a point where we'll get some pre-release copies, but she was, she is 768 pages. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. So, um, but she's um, getting released. Uh, he's been doing a lot of press this week. So is she getting, coming out next Tuesday? No, 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 girl. It came out. Well, she came out, well, came we reco- out this week. Came out. Came out this week because this we're Tuesday, recording. Cool. Yeah. You all girl, we're recording you all girls Tuesday. know we call, we record on Tuesday and it came out today, Tuesday, 1117. Okay, uh, which is my favorite day, by the I love eleven seventeen that number randomly. But what? Yeah, oh, it came. Okay. That's my lucky number. <laughs> but do it came you, out today, November seventeenth. No, it I don't. Well, no, it's too precious. About, it's too precious. It's okay, too what's too another precious. show? Numerology. Another show, Come back another, to the numerology yeah, episode, girls. Yeah, yeah. but eleven seventeen uh, is my favorite number. It's so random. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, it came out today. Seven hundred sixty. Somehow, my brother had five copies of it already today. And oh. he took a picture of it on Instagram. So he's probably going to give me one as a gift for Christmas. So I'll oh, wait. I love it. Well, love I don't it. know what other reason he would have five copies of that book for. <laughs> but, so um, uh, and, you know, he's a down, he's a hardcore Obama, Obama guy. So. Yes. Yes. Uh, but the other reason, you know, we want to talk about Obama's, I think there's been, I think in general, I think a good shift in pause to think about how important it is to do things on the local level, state level as well, but definitely in your communities on the local level. But at the same time, especially this year, girls, we have seen how who's at the top, who's in the presidency seat can have a real effect on all of our lives. Um, and we saw that this year with Ms. Cor- with the coronavirus, with, you know, the riots, with so many things. Um and Obama, suffice it to say, was one of those defining presidents of our lifetime and just our whole country's lifetime. So um, I think I'll hand it over to you, girl, to see if you had anything to add to it um, yeah. and then kind of yeah. go into it. Well, yeah. So it's funny. The brother I just mentioned was actually, I'm going to just be more candid. He he was an Obama staffer. He wa- he worked in the Obama White House. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know how he got those five copies today, but maybe... <laughs> I, I mean, you know, once an Obama staffer, always an Obama staffer. Yeah, like you so he might have had to connect. Or maybe, yeah. like, if you pre-ordered on Amazon, maybe you got it delivered by today <laughs> or something. I don't know. But it's funny, though, because my mom was also, in 2012, she was on fundraising committees for President Obama for his re-election in 2012. And uh, particularly, like, here in, in Michigan and Detroit and Southeast Michigan, um, she presided, she helped organize one of the fundraisers for the 2012 campaign. And during that, I don't, they put her in a room one-on-one with Michelle Obama. She must've gotten like 10 to 20 minutes one-on-one where she had a discussion with Michelle Obama and it was in wow. it. Yeah. Her and, and they were just kicking and just talking. 
And one of the what things does she smell before, like? What did she say? You know, and like? I didn't even ask my mom what she smelled like. I'm sure she smelled good, but it was just I'm weird. Just like, because, what did it feel like to be in that? Yeah, and I, it was just like they were like in this room, like almost like a like almost like a dress, like a big dressing room kind of mm. tea before Michelle Obama went out to talk to the crew. And I don't know why. I don't even know why they had this intimate moment. I'll but be, I'll be honest with you. To this day, I think I really just still want to meet Michelle more than Barack. But anyway. Yeah, and it's funny because she, because I like, and I'll talk about that in another episode. I have met Barack Obama, but I've never met Michelle Obama, but I've gone to go see her speak quite a few times, Mm, like, mm. including on her book tour. Mm -hmm, But the here's mm -hmm. the gag. So when my mom had a one on one talk with her, Mm -hmm. one of the things she told, and this was, you know, going into the re election for 2012, she told my mom Mm -hmm. that. They like when people would write them letters to the White House, like mm-hmm. heartfelt letters, like, oh, this, you know, remember those were recession years, 2009, 2010, 2011 type T. Mm-hmm. And people would write him letters about, you know, I had cancer and I had, you know, I went into bankruptcy and I lost my house and I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent this month. Or, mm-hmm. you know, people would write them letters, like a lot of like health related letters or, uh, healthcare. Like a con- yeah, healthcare and bankruptcy. And that's why that was, you know, partially such a big issue for him because the biggest reason people go into bankruptcy is because of medical bills mm-hmm. historically and probably even still to this day. Mm-hmm. And so he, girl, she told, Michelle Obama told my mom that Barack Obama, President Obama, would literally write checks out of their personal checking account to people and send them in the mail to some people who wrote them letters. Like, really? yes, yes. Huh. That's kind of gag. That's a gag. Isn't that, isn't that a gag? And I yeah. told you you would kind of gag at the story. Yeah. yeah. And he and she said he sent thousands of dollars to individual people. <laughs> she said, Thou- just sending out my baby's college fund. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and they were millionaires when they got in the White House in part because of the success of Barack Obama's books that he wrote before entering the mm-hmm. White House, mm-hmm. Dreams of My Father, and then The Audacity of Hope, which is like, I love The Audacity of Hope. I know you couldn't get through it, girl, but you try, <laughs> You read it too late. You read it too late, because I read it early on. <laughs> We're not, like, but, it just... It, <laughs> yeah, girl, it's we'll, not for we'll this get, era. We'll, for it's another episode. For it's, another yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love that book. But those books sold so many copies, especially Dreams from My Father, that they were millionaires from those book royalties. Mm. And so, yeah, but he must have probably given tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars just to people who wrote mm. him with sob stories. And when he, he he would read them when they were in bed at night. Wow. Like, before going to bed, he would read them. That's when he would read the, the letters. Wow. So, isn't that a gag? That's a gag. I mean, I mean, it was also just like a perfect segue to like the piece of a big Obama's legacy and presidency that we're going to be talking about today, which is mostly around finances and healthcare and his effects on those two um, parts of our lives. Um, and that that perfectly coincides with the fact that most people go bankrupt because of medical bills. Like, I still remember getting emergency room bills when i was like in yes high in high school i got an emergency room bill to my name even though i was still living with my parents and under them um for philly like a- was fucked up though because i t- there was a girl when we went to college with who was also from philly uh-huh. and one of those ambulance bills she was a philly girl and it was when she was under 18 too <gasps> she one of those amb- one of those ambulance bills in philadelphia messed with her credit report and she the- was under same thing happened to happened. me same thing happened to me yeah i had i had a medical bill on my credit report when i was in college that messed up my and i didn't even know it was on there 
because I was like, why would I think about this going? Because, and it's just like, to this day, that's why, girl, I will, I'll take myself to the hospital while I'm bleeding. I'm not fucking calling an ambulance to save my motherfucking life. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but I, even recently I was looking at, I think I was actually just starting to question the um, doctor I was talking to or maybe questioning someone I was speaking to, but there's so, there's a bill for like, or maybe just one of my doctor friends, but how there's a bill for like, there's a bill for the ambulance company, then there's a bill for the emergency room, then there's a bill for the doctor, then there's a bill for the hospital, and they, you, and but they're they're completely separate, completely not connected. They can all send your shit to um, credit report and credit services, but that you know, healthcare could be a whole another topic of the show. But we're actually, I feel like, going to start talking about finance um, and financial because, as you said, Obama came in. Um, partly off the back of the crisis, um, yes. created by good old, good <laughs> old W. w. Good old yeah, W. Girl. You know, and I honestly, honestly don't think without that we would have elected a black president. I think because <laughs> of the 2008 crisis that white people took a chance. I, Isn't I it funny though how they so it's like oh black people don't can't manage money, black people can't do this, or, <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna yeah. elect a black person, a black man to come save our because <laughs> actually we yes. ended up <laughs> fucking ourselves up. Yeah. And I mean, in Michigan in particular, Obama rescued the auto industry and Joe Biden was actually over that. But in terms of the auto, not only were the banks bailed out, but the auto industry was bailed out, too, because, you know, without that, even Mitt Romney had written an op ed saying, let Detroit go bankrupt. Mm. And, and Mitt Romney's from fucking Michigan, bitch. His his dad was governor of Michigan. Lovely. And he said he said, that's why I don't that's why I still even with Mitt Romney, she goes back and forth. She'll fuck march that girl. BLM. Fuck that, that going that back girl. and forth. That girl still voted for Trump. Like, yes. I think she went and admit it on TV. But, you know, that girl voted for Trump. I don't oh, know maybe, if she voted she, for maybe Trump. Maybe she didn't. I don't know if she, she voted for Trump, but she voted for but she voted for Amy Coney Barrett. Okay. So, you see what I'm saying? So that girl goes back and forth, fuck her. Um, she's not right. But <laughs> one of the things she did is she said, Let Detroit go bankrupt. And this is her home state where she grew up, where her dad was governor. And and Barack Obama and Joe Biden gave billions of dollars in loans to the auto industry, to particularly to GM and Chrysler, because Michigan would have been in permanent depression had those mm. two companies gone out of business. But in terms of, I really want to talk about financial reform really? that Obama okay. enacted. Yeah, with Dodd-Frank, which wasn't a perfect bill. It had a mm. lot of issues, um, but it did a lot of great things. So got, just kind of thinking about to our college days, girl, because we were in college during the George W. Bush years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just to be candid with the girls about our age. Like, <laughs> we were... Yeah, I'm ageless, George, bitch, but okay. <laughs> yeah, we were George W. Bush college girls. And during that time, one of the things I remember was like the overdraft fees, bitch. I remember you and me both, and even I, and you know, I was getting a piece of allowance and had a piece of job for part of the years. And I was still hitting the overdraft fee now and then because I would like... Just so the way they would read the banks were so scandalous back then. They used to like rearrange your purchases to put the most expensive one first that you did in that day, even if you did it towards the end of the day, so that they could overdraft you for all the smaller purchases too. They were so scandalous. Like let's say you went let's say you went and got a salad from a little like bakery on campus. Because I remember (laughs) there was one I used to go to a lot. And then Mm -hmm. there and then you went and um and then you got something from like Wawa or CVS because we were Philly mm. girls, and then that was only like six to eight dollars, 
And then mm-hmm. let's say I went and paid my phone bill and that was $80, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the phone bill, I was like $10 short in my account. So the phone bill would trigger, trigger the overdraft, right? Mm-hmm. The little 25 or $30, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. What they would do is they would hold all of your, hold all of the things. And then they say, okay, they would make it seem as if you paid your phone bill first. So you hit the overdraft first. Then you hit the overdraft with your CVS or Wawa purchase. Then you hit the overdraft with your salad purchase. And so you would get three mm-hmm. overdraft fees instead of one. Mm-hmm. They were so goddamn scary. I just remember how they would stack them. Like, there would be those times when you'd just be like, wait, how am I negative $200? And you'd be like, oh, negative, negative, negative. Oh, these are all overdraft fees. And it might have just been like a $20 that what took you over. And all of a sudden, now you're negative $200. Um, exactly. Yeah. Fuck Wachovia. Fuck Wachovia. Oh, fuck all the banks. All the banks did that, girl. All, all the banks did it. Chase, well, Wachovia's not even around all, anymore because Wells Fargo. Bank of America. Yo, it, oh, and they're even. Oh, girl. Wells, Wells, I hate Wells Fargo. They're trash, garbage. So okay, <laughs> but if they ever want to advertise with us to redeem themselves, <laughs> okay. But no, but girls. So like, I think the Gen Z girls don't know about this. I think this is like a like a '80s millennial type thing mm. that we dealt with. Because the Gen Z girls, by the time, and even maybe some of the younger millennials girls, like the 90s millennial, like my, like some of my brothers born in the 90s or whatever, mm-hmm. like in the early 90s, because they're still millennials, mm-hmm. they, those girls don't even know about this because they never hit overdraft fees because with, when Obama came in and passed Dodd-Frank, you had to opt in to overdraft. It wasn't automatic. Before the banks would just automatically put you in it. You had no mm-hmm. choice. You had mm-hmm. to opt in. And so, in, unless you manually opted in, the banks couldn't overdraft you, period. Mm-hmm. They just had to reject your purchase. They would reject the purchases. Yes, yes. And that was huge. Think about how that trans... Because all that money that was going to banks that was coming out of the working... Like, college students' pockets, the working mm-hmm. class pockets, the middle class pockets to go towards overdraft fees, girl, that became optional. That became mm-hmm. optional. And that was yeah. a huge deal for for personal incomes like people yeah. underestimate that i think even but, today i feel like it's easier for me like let's say i you know because sometimes i move my money around a lot so don't worry about why i might still get an overdraft fee every once in a while but <laughs> yeah, um yeah. sometimes i feel like they're way easier to negotiate they'll be like oh yeah we'll just get rid of it i mean because uh, yeah it's just not an income source for them anymore they just are like oh yeah okay well we'll just get rid of that for you i know one of my banks does like one a year one of my banks does one a year because i know sometimes i kind of move around money like that too sometimes and like between accounts and like I know my you just gotta use the like, word courtesy. You just throw out courtesy. Like oh, I don't know courtesy. why I know, but it's, it's like courtesy is that word. You're like, oh, would you do me a courtesy? Is there a courtesy? I don't know why yeah. courtesy is like that trigger word for them. Because I don't know. I don't think I've paid an overdraft in like ten years, girl. I don't think I've had an over. I don't. I don't think I've paid one. I know I've had mm-hmm. one, but I don't think I've paid one in so long. But anyway, you know, the other thing too is with the Dodd Frank that banks couldn't just shower eighteen to twenty one year olds with all these credit card offers. Do you remember? You know, when you got to campus, girl, and there were all these credit card companies. Girl, you, are you just going through all the reasons why I get, had a shitty credit? Like, that was another one, girl. Had a credit card come in my name. And um, someone that I don't speak to anymore, ex-person. Um, well, we're, t- we're doing an episode next week that I'll explain. My, my ex-father um, used that credit card um, and fucked up my credit. But, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, that must come after that. <laughs> yeah, so but so but yeah, but girl, so now you have to be until now you have to be twenty if you're eighteen, you have to have like a secure credit card or like you have to have like someone co sign yeah. the credit card with you. You can't just But yeah, freshman be- freshman year I just would have all these and I I just had them go to my parents' house. I'm like, What why the fuck do I even need a credit card? I mean, well, yes, oh. there's reason you can use one. But yeah, it was wild. I remember getting so many in the mail. 
Well, girl, no, I signed up for a couple of those credit cards, girl. So I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's good to build your credit. I did. Reliably. And it yeah. did build my credit. And I and I used to pay, but I used to pay minimum payments a lot. How so many did, did you sign up for? I, two to two. Okay, and that's I, not great. It's not, you yeah, know, girls but, girl, they get... Ca- but they right. they increased my balance, like they increased my available <laughs> so credit. Stupid. I was like, two tw- was already too dangerous, girl. I was twenty one with like an eleven thousand dollar. Oh like, my god! On one of those cards, girl. They wait, and I'm like twenty one with no full time job. I'm still a full time <laughs> student, like in my senior year of college. And like those girls gave me like a crazy balance. I don't know if it was eleven, but it was a it was a big like available balance. So they gave me way too much credit too early, mm. girl. They really did, and it took me a while to get that down. But I think, um, you know, but but on yeah, the macro I th- level, I feel like Obama just are also just did stuff to make banks just more reliable after the financial crisis, right? Yes, yes, and then also just increasing bank capitalization requirements. It's like because in two thousand eight, girls, banks were like like Lehman Brothers, like Ooh. certain investment banks. Bear Stearns just completely went out of business that had been in business over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers were like hundred plus year companies. I think mm-hmm. Lehman Brothers maybe a little younger than Bear Stearns, but Bear Stearns has been around since the eighteen hundreds. So. Her. Yeah, well, yeah, because but now banks had to increase their capitalization so much so that they didn't have to be bailed out to that degree anymore. But now, obviously, they've become too big to fail. So, you know, the banks are so huge now. And that's why even during this crisis, uh, during Corona, the banks are like, oh, we're good. We're over. We're heavily capitalized. We're, fine. <laughs> we're making money. <laughs> yeah. Whereas other industries have been struggling like airlines. But um, and the last thing kind of from that, two more things. He regulated derivatives trading, which basically... That's that's a complex financial instrument that basically caused the whole collapse, specifically related to housing back then mm. um, and over speculation with that. He regulated that so that they couldn't do so many crazy things with derivatives. Yeah, girls, Google derivatives. We're not going to give yeah, you. I mean, we're not getting, I think I mean, you could do it, Ms. Devereaux, if you really wanted to. But no, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> So then the girls can Google. They got they got the same internet just we know, have. Just know it's what caused the crisis. It's, they yeah, have the but, same internet that we have, girl. And then, and then, but he also created, at the behest of now Senator Elizabeth Warren, who was a law professor ooh, at that time. Lizzie Warren! He created the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which basically companies like Trump University, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, couldn't get away with just, you know defrauding customers out of money without any government you know oversight and payback and so you know now trump has severely severely weakened the consumer financial protection bureau but of of course course, under a biden administration yeah he's a fraudulent girl right he's that type of girl he doesn't want any accountability so and he doesn't want his business friends to have any accountability but of course Mm -hmm. under a president biden we could see a much stronger uh, come back for the CFPB, which Elizabeth Warren founded before she was even a senator. So go Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren. And that was, and then she did that during the Obama year. She lobbied for that and, and made it happen. Yeah. Um. Now we're going to get into some bad things, but before we do, uh, so while I was, before I was prepping this piece, I saw someone make this note about, it was like talking about like Cornell West, who has gotten into a whole lot of stuff and beef about obama he pretty much hates obama there's yeah, a whole yeah. reason for it we think but he was having this conversation with michael eric dyson about how do you get away with critiquing obama and it's like well first you need to acknowledge you know what he means then you need to acknowledge that he's got a hard time and then after you do those two things then you can bring in the bad stuff so here's my moment of doing that so obviously y'all we know um you know me and miss Devereaux kind of have differing opinions on 
Obama and what and about certain things, but ultimately mm-hmm. I think we're fully agreed on the fact that what he means to us, he's still the first black president and he's meaningful in that way. Um and she had a rough time of it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but I think there's also ways in which that she did fall short and there are definitely failures in some of the ways some things she did and I think we have to um be honest about that. Yeah we do. Um, we do. So now go on. <laughs> Oh, so you want me to say, you want me to say some of the failures in in the financial piece? Okay, so for sure the thing is obviously which had to happen at the time, but she bailed out the major banks a second go round. So basically, Girl, George still w, remember this. George W. Bush did the first bailout of the banks, but Obama did the second one. Um, but that basically, if he hadn't, we would have gone into Great Depression had he not bailed out the banks. But the thing is, he didn't also <sighs> bail out families. Like he only bailed out the banks. I also in, think the, the wasn't it also the way he bailed out the banks still, which I mean is the thing that happened even with this last bailout. The people at the top are the ones who got were still coming going away, you know, coming away with just millions and millions of dollars. Like, there. Oh fine. yeah. Well, and <laughs> I mean, and more so, it was this: the banks came away with millions of dollars. They still, some of them, still paid out millions of dollars to their CEOs who mm-hmm, failed mm-hmm. to, you know, do their due diligence. And then on top of that, they still did a bunch of foreclosures. The same banks that got billed out did a bunch of foreclosures on people all across the country, particularly black people. Particularly mm. black people were the, you know, lost so much value in their homes during the 2008 financial crisis that we still mm. have not recovered from. There go that black. Wealth we've been building we, for the we, last hundred years. <laughs> the 2008 crisis decimated black wealth worse than the coronavirus crisis, actually, Ooh, in terms of black wealth girl. and black home ownership. And, and and the thing is, Obama, you know, and there was no accountability for them to say, okay, we bailed you out. You need to bail the American people out and forgive those mortgages or reinstate them. And they didn't do that. A lot of times they just still foreclosed, including the current Treasury Secretary, who was over one of those banks. um, What's the current Treasury Secretary girl's name? That that girl, she's so uh, Stephen something. Mm, but she the, was over one of the banks yeah the current one steven steve mnuchin steve mnuchin he you know, now he's, that girl yeah yeah, yeah yeah he was over one of the banks that was doing the robo foreclosures on gross <laughs> you know and now he's trump's treasury secretary but that girl will be out in a minute anyway but anyway also he didn't prosecute any of the financial heads of those big banks like during the 2008 crisis mm. including and then he even had some of them rotating in and out of his cabinet Tim Geithner was a Goldman Sachs guy. Larry Summers was a Wall Street guy, mm-hmm. also a problematic president of Harvard University, but he was <laughs> essentially a Wall Street guy. And uh, part of the reason they were really heavily fighting Elizabeth Warren because Elizabeth Warren was going to get a place in the cabinet at one time, and they convinced Obama not to give Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. a place in the cabinet. Um, and so, yeah, he just... And, but Obama took more Wall Street money than any other candidate in history in 2008. Mm-hmm. Now, they switched... A lot of them switched over to Romney in 2012 because they didn't like that Obama passed financial reform and started regulating them. They mm-hmm. just wanted to be bailed out with no regulation. And Obama did both. He bailed them out and regulated them. So most of them switched over to Romney 2012, even though... But they... Obama took tons of Wall Street money in 2008. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, I think that's why he actually became less amenable to Wall Street after in his second term, for sure. Yeah, but the damage had been done by that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's like the finance piece of you know of the the reform that Obama had to do and kind of you know get on top of coming into office. But the other big tentpole event of his first term was Obamacare and just healthcare in general. Um. So how do you want to start unpacking this one, girl? Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about the good first. We always start with the good. So I think (laughs) 
President Obama, Obamacare was a huge victory. Like it, you I mean, know, but let's just really... even just pull back to be like, well, I mean, I think this is a given for most girls, but like healthcare in our country is fucked. <laughs> right, right, um, right. And we've already been talking about like medical bills and things like that. And how, you know, there's always been conversations about having a more nationalized health um, care service, but with the insurance companies being so strong and just how just also just like the just how our system is just not set up in that way to just easily change over to like a UK model or a Canadian model or some other hybridized model. Um, So then this kind of was the first kind of, or not me, it wasn't the first crack at it. I think, I think FDR might've tried to do something like this, but this was the most recent big crack. Oh, and then Hillary, well, when Hillary Clinton was first lady, she tried to coordinate with Ted Kennedy to do this and the, and they blocked her then, Hmm. but who was, who was the day? Was it, was it the insurance girls in there? It was the insurance girls. It was like, it was the Republican girls, all of them. And then it was also some Democrats, some Democratic mm, senators too, and con- congressional people. And it, but I think Hillary's one ally, major ally, was Bernie back then. Actually, when he was in Congress, mm. it, it was it was oddly enough, it was Hillary and Bernie and Ted Kennedy, and those three were like trying to get. They were trying to get universal. They were trying to get universal health care done without private insurance. Hillary was trying to do like single payer girl. Mm, damn. Yeah. R.I.P. Hillary. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but in terms of Obamacare, though, I mean, like, he he was less ambitious in his plan, for sure, uh, than Hillary initially was in 1993, because she saw how, he, everyone saw how that failed so bad with Hillary Care. Um, but also, but so, the good things that came out of Obamacare, and it was really tough for them to pass, to even get some moderate Democrats to vote for this, but they got them to vote for it, they got it through even after Ted Kennedy died, and they lost their 60th vote in the Senate for it, and they they were able to do reconciliation and get it passed. But it was it, it, it made a major impact in health because I know my personal insurance. I was buying individual insurance for a long time because I was self employed, and my insurance was trash before Obamacare. Mm. And Obamacare definitely elevated the quality of the insurance that I could get. Mm. But one thing is, it no longer allowed insurance companies to discriminate against those or charge more for people with pre existing conditions. That is a huge deal, still mm. being talked yes, about to this yes, day when they yes, talk about yes. the Supreme Court case and Obamacare care no no discrimination of pre-existing conditions no extra aka they know you got cancer or they know and are going to be charging you more yeah exactly and also no longer allowed insurance companies to charge more for women they were charging more to women because of child care i mean because of maternity yeah yeah for the same two people the same age one man one woman and they would charge women more that's not allowed anymore and also it covered an additional 20 million more people through subsidies so Mm -hmm. that was huge Mm -hmm. Um, and it expanded Medicaid in many states, so that's even millions of more low-income people who were covered. So it's more than get- just 20 million people who were infected, or impacted, rather. It's it's like probably more like 40 or 50 million people who are additionally covered because of Obamacare. But then get to my favorite part. Get to my favorite part that was beneficial to me as a um, struggling queen broke um, trying to make it in L.A. was... Okay, yes. I'll say it. <laughs> say it. Go ahead, say it. Young people can stay on their parents' health care up to age 26. Yes, bitch. Yes, yes. They just saved her life out here in these mean LA streets, girl. Yeah, um, that was awesome. Yeah, Miss, that was amazing. Uh, what's, the, what's that girl's name? I just forgot that that white bitch that we, um, Miss, um, you know, that troll. What's her name? 
Um, Tom, Tommy Lauren, Miss Tommy, Ta- yeah, Miss Tommy was uh, she was doing that, she was benefiting from that same thing. Oh, she sure um, did. She, yeah. sure, she, yes, girl, that's how those oh, girl don't, that's how those not, Republican girls <laughs> those are. Girl, yeah. They're just, it's just, it's, it's a joke, but it's just not, it's not funny, but it's they yeah. are jokes, they're ridiculous, just, they're, jokes. yeah, they're, they're ridiculous, just completely, but. They're, they're garbage they follow, people at the end of the day. Yeah. They're, gar- they're really they're, garbage Well, they're just people. about, they like, just care about power and money. That's really what it's yeah, about. Yeah, that, that's really money. what it's about. But um, also then the bad with healthcare too, because here here's the deal. Okay, so there was all these great things it. that Obamacare did, girl. But it he obviously, he did not offer a public option uh, that Joe Biden is talking about or pushing now in his, you know, amendments that he plans to make to Obamacare. And the reason Obama, Obama did not do that is because the insurance lobby threatened him literally to his face and said, if you try to offer a public governmental option for healthcare to compete with private insurance, we will we will flood we will lobby and flood money into congressional campaigns and elections to scare people into voting against your bill. So we and we will basically block the bill that way mm. by flooding money into the system to make sure that this bill gets blocked if you try to offer a public option. So no, no public option, girl. You do not even have that as an option. We will destroy the whole bill. Do and he you... and he caved into that threat. He caved into that threat because they were going to they were going to lobby they were not only going to lobby all the Republicans, of course. They were going to lobby some of the moderate Democrats probably and then they were probably going to threaten some of the other Democrats by, you know, funding their Republican opposition if they plan to vote for the bill. It, so that that was just a total scare tactic, and it worked, and that's why we have so, no public option. With hindsight, do you think she should have still gone for it, or what do you? How do you think she should have had? Uh, I think she probably made the right choice because I really? think we would have none of this. I think we would have none of the pre-existing condition coverage, none of the staying on your parents' plan to your twenty-six, none of the you know none of that without. If, uh, if the bill had been killed by the insurance lobby. So I think she actually did make the right choice. So you don't and think so- there would have been a way for her to just... Because th- it's worth noting, at this time, girls, we had the House, the Senate. We had, like, you know, pretty much two of the big branches. So we had the legislature and we had the executive. So you don't think she should have just tried to just push Some it of those... De- Nancy Pelosi had to work super hard to get some of those Democrats in the House to vote for this shit. Like, already. So <laughs> like, if there was Nancy a public was already option, working her ass off. So if there was a public option, girl, like, and the insurance lobby was either flooding their campaigns, those moderate Dems, or flooding their opponents' campaigns with money, it would have been hard for Nancy to Nancy to to mm. corral those votes. And I think the mm. same goes for Harry Reid, who was the Democratic leader at the mm-hmm. Senate, mm-hmm. Senate of, at mm-hmm. that time. I mm-hmm. think it would have been very challenging for him. At the time, he would have had to get 60 mm. votes, and it would have been very challenging for him. That's so interesting, because I always think that, like, one of the ways people look back on it, like, some blame goes to, like, Joe Lieberman, some blame goes to, like, Obama trying to reach across the aisle and work with the Republicans, but you think irrespective of that, it just wasn't... And it what because the Republicans didn't like contribute to the bill really in any me- meaningful. I mean, they didn't vote. None of them voted for. It. I think one Republican out of Louisiana in the House did vote for, it, and then he lost his reelection um, that following year. I think he was Asian American too, um, but he was the only Republican who voted yes on Obamacare. So it that it that wasn't even the issue. The issue was okay. How do we get our Democratic caucus? To support it in enough numbers that it actually passes, because some of, some Democrats still voted in the House, not in the Senate, but some of the Democrats in the House still voted against it. So even, then, even without the public option, and so they were able. Nancy Nancy Pelosi had to corrupt. She had to keep her remaining members for it to pass. 
So do you think then in this, the way it's been done now has been able to set the foundation so that now they could go for it? Or what What do you think? I do, I do think so. I think this is setting the legacy to create the public option. And over and over, over time, we move, I mean, I know you're not a big believer in incrementalism, but this might be the one issue where incrementalism actually does work because, you know, the private insurance industry still has a lot of jobs. If we put it out of business, that's going to be a huge, so I think this kind of incrementalism where we do a public option and then we eventually move to single payer, which is, you know, just one government option for everyone. And then maybe, I think that. Um, I think we're setting the stage to have that happen mm. over time. I do basically Medicare for all at the end of the day. So. Yeah, I, I will. I will say real quick. I, you know, I, yeah, I'm not a believer in incremental, but I think, um, you know, we're not talking about death panels. Like, it wasn't that so wild? Oh God, those those Obama years. There was so much that ha- I feel like just the last. Like we keep think, I I feel like I've been seeing these pieces talking about like the you know young generation today of kids in college and how they're growing up under Trump and having these things hit them. But I feel like, girl, I feel like we still got post Trump post traumatic stress from like the recession to Obama, oh, yeah. like how he was oh, attacked. Yeah. Um, yeah, graduating like, in that recession, that's a that was a bitch. Like, like yes, we had our eight years, we had Obama, but yeah. girl, they threw everything and the kitchen sink at his ass. Like, oh, my and God. and you know, and you know, he talks about like with that whole death penalty and all that. You know, he he Obama mentions in his new book and in some of the interviews he's done in the press that he's done in advance of this book, uh, this book's release. He he says Sarah Palin was the precursor to Trump mm-hmm. in her mm-hmm. kind of anti-intellectualism, yeah. her kind of like white grievance politics. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was the main one always talking about death panels back mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. in Obamacare. And that and yes, she was saying he was saying basically that it started with Sarah Palin and we and and now we have DJT. Oh, I hated that girl. I can't believe they put her on SNL. Yeah. Oh, that girl. Oh, I hate that bitch. She um, was just she was just on Fox News the other day talking, responding to Obama's comments about her. Good for her, you know. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck her. Good for her. Who could see it? Fuck her. Fuck that. Uh, bitch. Fuck um, her. but uh, but I think yeah, in this one, I think you're right because it's like people can get used to it and get used to what it feels like. The other thing that I just thought about was just that. When we when we think about the most expensive industries, and we think about who has the most money in our country, we think we go toward the finance, the banking, the hedge funds, but really insurance companies pharmaceutical companies they are in the top company like you think about fortune inc they're always at the top in terms of the companies that make the most money in our country and like that's not those girls aren't gonna yeah. get with that money easily so and i think tech is just surpassed just now oh yeah tech them. is now yeah yeah i think tech in recent years tech has surpassed them but like before yeah. it would always be it would be oil pharma and insurance would be mm-hmm. like generally at the top um, and now, now it's weird because now I I think banking is also because they're so overcapitalized. I think that <laughs> banks and tech are very very high on the scale, and I think they're kind of the big five would be all those industries. You know, mm-hmm. bank, insurance, tech, oil, which is probably on decline a little bit, um, and insurance and um, pharma. Yeah. Um, but we're we're gonna stop there today girls because like i said we're gonna um come back to um obama um over i think two more episodes so um we're yeah gonna... three-part series girl on yeah, Obama. And we'll, we'll give you some break we'll give you some breaks in between yeah, some of these yeah. but don't worry it won't be all obama all the time but, yeah <laughs> but yeah. um but it felt like you know especially both with the end of this year the end of trump's presidency it'd be good to um kind of to be reflective on that moment uh, that continued sure. moment For um sure. so 
with that, we're going to start wrapping this up. I do have some end of the show stuff to say. So um, no thoughts and prayers this week, girls, because it continues to be just, you know, hoping this it really is a failed coup. Um, but stay awake, girls. Stay awake. Um, stay woke. Stay awake. Um, you know, keep aware of what's happening. Miss Devereaux, do you have any stats for us this week? Yeah, I actually want to give a snap to Miss Jamie Harrison. Well, I, well, I'll call Mr. Jamie Harrison because I don't. I think that's a married um, hetero black man. Okay, <laughs> he gives a little bit of queen energy. I'm not going to say that. He obviously lost his Senate race against Lady G, Lindsey Graham in South Carolina, but it did. looks like he is in. Uh, he's going to become the next chair of the Democratic National Committee, the DNC, <gasps> wow. to replace Tom Perez. Yeah, oh, that thank he's in the God. He's, at the top of the running. So, and a lot of girls are like, well, Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams. But Stacey Abrams is likely going to get another position. I think what happens was, I don't think she wants the DNC position and Jamie Harrison does. So I think Stacey Abrams is more likely to get some uh-huh. other position, possibly even in the cabinet. So Ooh, keep, keep it. We're going to have, have girls, we're going to talk about our cabinet ideas, who we think is going to, where we think Miss Mayor Pete's going to go, where Lizzie Warren might be. So stay tuned for that. We're going to talk about that yes, in future episodes. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you for that girl. Um, with that, that's our show. Follow us on social media at to save Queens. Um, you know, we're doing IG, we're doing Twitter. At some point, I don't. Twitter got their new interface, girl. I don't know what the difference is between it. IG's rolling. <laughs> the fleet, out. girl. It's the fleet. <laughs> the fleet, girl. I was like, the stories on Twitter is you called can't fleet. Tell bitch. me there wasn't no queen at Twitter, like <laughs> sis. I don't think that should be the name. You can't tell me at a company like Twitter, no queen raised their hand. I was like, I don't think that's it. I'm gonna just say it. I don't think y'all should do this. I know. And, and they remember, were just fish like, use fleet. fleet. The fish use fleet too, girl. Fair. Is, like fair, fleet is a fair. vaginal like. Yes. Thing. So, girl, so like, obviously, queens probably use it more, but you know, we use it to prepare for um, entry, intercourse. Intercourse. Yeah, Um, girl. I'm gagging that they call that shit fleets. The joke, the joke. Maybe they did it on purpose. I feel like at this point, y'all just, maybe they did it. I mean, it's top. Everybody's been talking about it. So maybe they did it on purpose. Um, Yeah, they probably did. No, Miss Jack and all those girls. Yeah, she's she's a mess. Um, She's a mess. Yeah. But I don't even know how I, I feel about it. But either way, um, we're on there, you know, sharing, the, make sure to share the show on those, whichever platform. They all look the same at this point, except Facebook. I hate her. She's garbage. Yeah. Fuck um, fuck, but fuck share the show, rate us, review us um, real quick on Georgia, the runoff December 7th to register by early voting begins that following week. And January 5th is the election day. Um, obviously there's a lot of, we're going to, um, I'll make sure that we post it um, on our Instagram and Twitter. There's different places if you're out of state or in state where you can support i mean i think both those senate um both osof and the reverend are going to get a lot of money and i think stacy abrams is definitely going to get money as well but feel free to donate to her organization but i found plenty of on the ground organizations for black brown muslims latinx people to help get engage those voters to help get them to be able to vote and take them to voting places so i see that's where i'm going to be putting my money in here um, it okay <laughs> That I agree with that. That yeah, on the ground organization. <laughs> do you want to? Do, do you have a disagreement? No, no, no disagreement. <laughs> okay. No disagreement. Did you have something? To say? No, it was just my ending word. Just my ending word. I think I think the girls should reach out to your own relatives and friends in Georgia oh, yes, and make yes, sure they vote. Because yes. that's what I did here in Michigan. I did I did some canvassing. I didn't do any phone calls 
off the Biden website. I called all the girls in my family here in Michigan and like, y'all bitches better vote. Y'all niggas better vote. Like, do that with your family in Georgia. Almost all black people, you almost all have family in Georgia. Reach out to them first. Got it. Directly. And then I think that's it. So I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and saved out there. Uh, Ms. Devereaux, what is the final word? Girl, wear a mask when you're taking the dick. That's all. Same thing I say every week, bitch. Oh, wear the mask when you take the girl, dick. Girl, those rates are going back up. Wear your mask at all times. Wear your girl. mask at all times. Wear your yes. mask at home, bitch. You never know how one might <laughs> yeah. come into your apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, or open a goddamn window. Yeah, <laughs> for ventilation. Okay. All right. Bye, girls. <laughs>